sometimes, when listening to a recording, you may have been aware of a slight coloration of the sound. And what I mean is, my voice may sound like this, or it may sound like this, which is, of course, quite different. And this can usually, but not always, be attributed to one of two things. The frequency response of your speakers is not uniform, or there are resonances in the room itself where you have the speakers. Now, we're going to give you now a simple test which will show up any of these discrepancies which may occur anywhere in the full frequency range. My name is DJ Bongo Boy. My name is MC Zirconium. Beautiful tones, sir. Beautiful tones as always. And on the subject of tones, uh, this week's edition of Project Moonbase is entitled... Test Signals. <laughs> and we Did have you... a number of interesting test signals <laughs> with which to test your equipment <laughs> during this evening. We do. Stay tuned. <laughs> Back to your shed. <laughs> I've got a tone. <laughs> have you? <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> On this week's show, we have a number of test-related releases, so we thought we'd go with the test signals uh, theme and title, and we'll come to that very shortly. Coming up quite soon, actually, is one of the highest frequencies we've ever broadcast on the show, so Hooray! if you've got um, particularly sensitive uh, pets at, at hand... You if you've got do. a horse, if you're listening to this with a <laughs> yeah. horse, yes. beware. Beware. <laughs> amongst the test signals, we do also have some unnecessary news. That's right, this week, from a mildewy rat hole held together with duct tape which doesn't even have the charm of an industrial estate, we bring you internet scrapings. <laughs> Is stay tuned. Mm, we will. Now, before we get into the tests and signals, I thought we should play more from a recent discovery. The great, uh, sorry, lost figure perhaps, Hardy Kingston, the German bandleader who was born Hartmut Kiesewetter. We've ushered him back from oblivion. <laughs> we brought Come him back. back. Hardy from the brink of oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> this comes from volume 5 of his Große Schlagerparty. Mm. <laughs> I'm a Große Schlagerparty. <laughs> Große Schlagerparty albums. I think this might be an original because it's got a fairly original sounding title. This is Heidi Kingston with a tune of his, I think, called Safari Look.
was Hardy Kingston with <laughs> Safari Look. <laughs> and we were discussing, uh, in the past, we had uh, The Herb. Hmm. Oh, herb! And you were saying uh, maybe Hardy <laughs> yes. is the new Herb. It could be the new Herb. Is it? Hardy! <laughs> in the blue corner! <laughs> well, we should have a dance-off. Herb versus Hardy! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, oh, well, dear. that kind of caused you to pine slightly for Bring the herb. Bring back the herb, I'm saying. <laughs> the herb. I mean, no disrespect to the hardy. Yes. I the think he's, he's, showing his, he's showing his wares there. Yeah. He's enticing <laughs> he us into his German he boudoir. Is. He is. Bless him. There's rather more material by Hardy Kingston. There's, do- there's dozens and dozens of albums but that he recorded. What about the herb? <laughs> But there's not as much, and it's not all to do with quantity, though, is it? Really, it's quality. Yes, yeah, we, we should, need a we need a face off. Just in case anyone has not a clue what we're talking about here, if you're new to the show, we when we were back on radio, we played we got into a phase where we were playing a track by Peter Herb Alzheimer, otherwise known as the Herb, practically every week on the show. We eventually ran out of herb, herb mm. material, so we've, we were contemplating doing the same thing for. Yeah, Hardy. we could loop it. There's about a million tracks. <laughs> Yes, for those of short-term, <laughs> who have problems with long-term memory, perhaps, we should... We should Look, play some I herb. know you think that we should only ever play a track once, ever. Yes. But I That's... say we could at least do it twice. <laughs> Over the course of a decade, yes. I'll, I'll grant you that. That was the magnificent sound of Hardy Kingston, and I feel sure, dear listener, we will be hearing more. Now, uh, another another thing we've featured recently is uh, the latest uh, Winchester Hospital Radio compilation of test card music. They've released quite a few of these uh, over the last few years, but what I wasn't aware of, there's, uh, there's another another <laughs> rival to Winchester Ooh. Hospital Radio. It's uh, very contentious, this show. We've got Herb versus Hardy. <laughs> now we've got Winchester Hospital Radio yes. shuffling shuffling into the uh, the garden versus in its slippers versus Apollo. <laughs> and what kind of shape is Apollo in? Well, What's the fighting weight? They have a series of albums called From the Archives, and they've to date released, uh, since 1999, they've released nine volumes purely of Tesco music. So I'm, I'm picturing a slightly greying gentleman in a sort of brown kind of warehouse coat and, <laughs> and a tank top. <laughs> yes. Probably doesn't talk to people no. very often. Probably just lightly covered in dust. <laughs> Versus Winchester Hospital Radio. That's in the blue corner versus oh, yeah. in the red corner. Winchester Hospital Radio. He's just somebody in a... One-piece jumpsuit or something? No. He's going to be he's in hospital. Oh, in he's hospital got radio. slippers on. He's got a house coat. One of those coats that opens at the back. <laughs> just showing a little bit of bum. Oh, dear. Winchester Hospital Radio is going to get his bottom kicked in doing this. I think we might, actually. I'm going to play a couple of tracks from uh, two different volumes of this uh, rather humongous collection. This first track uh, was chosen mainly because of the title, but it actually happens to be a rather splendid uh, tune. Now, unfortunately, I don't, because I've got the download of these, one of my beefs about downloads is they never actually say, quite often they don't mention who actually recorded or composed the tune. Yeah, where's the liner where's notes? The, where are the credits? Where are the credits? So I can't tell you who wrote this, but it's a wonderfully titled tune from volume five of the Test Card uh, music uh, series called Shaky Chair. Thank you. 
Bag there with a bi-channel <laughs> dysfunction test from the uh, EP test signals. Quite interesting, I thought, and I think that might be the highest frequency we've ever had in the show. <laughs> I think it definitely is. <laughs> yes, I think that was the highest frequency ever heard on Project Moonbase, possibly on any radio or podcast before. If you are over a certain age, you probably didn't hear that. <laughs> That's right. If your dog was looking at you inquisitively, though, I don't know why. <laughs> That comes from a new uh, limited edition. I think they're only making 150 vinyl copies. I suspect it will be a ma- made available digitally for download at some point. But um, it's a project by Tim Lovely of the Tummy Touch record label. He's collected together some uh, analog aficionados, including, well, he, he puts a track on the EP along with, I've just heard, Cybeg Jack Dangers formerly of Meat Beat Manifesto, and apparently the owner of the only remaining fully operational Synthy Delaware, the, the machine that the Radiophonic Workshop used to have. Wow. He's apparently got one. <laughs> and uh, Tara Bush as well. And they each contribute a track, and then they get together for a, a band, call themselves the Test Signals Orchestra. We'll, we'll be closing the show with that track uh, later on. And as I say, you can get that from the Tummy Touch website. There'll be a link on Project Moonbase. There are many ways in which to get in touch with the show and to find out more about uh, the show and the music. You can and, uh, for example, tweet us by going to uh, twitter.com slash projectmoonbase. That's the place to go to find out as soon as the next next uh, freshly minted edition of the show is available. But we also do have our very own website. Yes, if you go to projectmoonbase.com, you can find a list of all the tracks we play on the show and links to where you can find them on Amazon and iTunes. And if you do listen to uh, iTunes, please rate and review Project Moonbase on there. It's uh, it's easy and it uh, helps the show go up the chart. I don't know where it is on the chart at the moment. <laughs> I'm sure it's got to be top but 10. But it might be on a chart. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to everybody for listening and recommending us to your friends and enemies. And thanks to everyone who chipped in with a donation to help support the show. Project Moonbase is a listener-supported show, so if you're feeling inclined to make a purchase on Amazon, please go to projectmoonbase.com, click on the Amazon affiliate button, and uh, make your purchase that way. That will help us out. You can remain entirely anonymous, and it doesn't cost you anything. By doing so, you help keep us in signal generators. This is our 97th episode. <laughs> wow. So 96 archive episodes for you to, to listen to at your leisure with your family and your pet on your knee with your rough head terrier staring into the cone of the yes. gramophone. For our 100th episode, we are doing a double gatefold sleeve. 
two episodes <laughs> for our 100th episode. We're hoping to get Roger Dean to design the, uh, the cover. Get your airbrush out, Roger. It's time <laughs> to do a dragon. I'll be bestriding a dragon. You can be on a golden robot, you know, can with I? beads of sweat or whatever it is. Oh, dear. In a, in a double, double uh, sunset. <laughs> yes, let's make it happen. And on one of the shows, it's going to be Friends of the Show. We'll be playing tracks by people who are friends to Project Moonbase and have mm-hmm. been throughout the years, or people yes. that we have tried to befriend, even if they <laughs> spurned us on many occasions. If you feel like you should be a friend of the show, in other words, if you want us to play your music, you feel like your music would fit into Project Moonbase, then uh, tweet us at Project Moonbase yes. with hashtag PMB100. The other episode is going to be recommendations. So if you want to just recommend some music that you think should be on Project Moonbase, we're open to hearing new things. So yes. again, hashtag PMB100 on Twitter and mm-hmm. tell us the uh, music you would like to hear featured on the 100th uh, shows. And if you would like to increase significantly your chances of getting a track ahead on that second of the two shows, then... Bribery. <laughs> we, take, we take bribery. But also, if you uh, give us a ring on Skype, there's a button on the website, or if you're on Skype already, we are simply called Project Moonbase. If you ring us up, there'll be a, an answering service which you can use to leave a little message, explain what the track is, why you've chosen it, and any thoughts you may have about the show as well. Yeah, it's an intro, introducing the track. Yes. We'll play it if it's short, under 20 (laughs) seconds, please. There's no lectures. Now, we mentioned on uh, last week's show that uh, we've been contacted by Nick Sputnik about this uh, website called Little Scale, which is, uh, I think, a, a performance project, but also making this thing called the Gen MDM, which is a music interface for the Sega Genesis and Mega Drive. <laughs> Good to see you can still get this uh, get this stuff. This is a new technology for old technology. And it was used, obviously, to create music on these old uh, games consoles, which is wonderful. He's, uh, as I say, he's recorded uh, under his own name, but also done some collaborative work with... Amongst others, uh, somebody called Dot A.Y. And there's a rather lovely album which you can get uh, by the two of them on Bandcamp. Again, if you go to projectmoonbase.com, there'll be a link there. You can uh, name your price for this album. Isn't that, uh, isn't that generous? And there's seven tracks on there. We're going to play the opening, an excerpt. It's got a, an epic nine and a half minute long intro track. We'll play an excerpt from the only track called Loom. Thank you. 
the wonderful mesmeric, lo-fi mesmeric sound of little scale working with uh, bit.ay. 16 bits, all 16 bits of it. I think Spartanek was very keen for us to uh, investigate the world of 16-bit, and we're very, very happy to do so. If you want to find out more about his Gin MDM project or get uh, get to hear some more of his music, uh, his website is uh, littlescale, which is little-scale.com. But as I say, if you uh, ever need to catch up with these uh, bits of information, the best place to start is projectmoonbase.com. And now, dear listener, it is time to turn the giant Bakelite dial of unnecessary news. A woman finds her ex-boyfriend living in her attic 12 years after they broke up. <laughs> God. Mm. Everyone has heard things that go bump in the night, but for one South Carolina woman, that thing was her ex-boyfriend, <laughs> who she found lying in her attic more than 12 years after they broke up. Tracy, a single mum of five, says she heard a thump from above and saw nails popping out of her bedroom ceiling. <laughs> oh my God. It's a big chat then. He seems to be. Tracy felt as if, quote, something just ain't right. <laughs> she thought there's some poltergeist stuff going on. But it wasn't the devil dancing on her ceiling. It was her ex-boyfriend who had been living in her attic for about two weeks. Because I thought for a minute there. He'd yes, the whole 12 been years. Been there for 12 years. <laughs> that would be kind of worrying. Slowly putting on weight until he was bursting through the ceiling. <laughs> he but couldn't no. get out. Either. He was recently released from prison. <laughs> The two had broken up more than 12 years ago and she had never considered getting back with him despite his claims in letters he sent from jail that he had changed. (laughs) 
Well, he had changed, because previously <laughs> he wouldn't have thought of living in someone's attic. and <laughs> Clearly has changed. Now yeah. he's all right with it. <laughs> her adult sons and her nephew found him asleep in the back of the attic. He had packed a lot of old coats and jackets into the heating unit and was sleeping on the heating unit. When they found him, he ran downstairs and out of the house before police arrived. <laughs> they found several Route 44 sonic cups, whatever they are, I imagine they're just cups, filled with feces. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and urine. Oh, lovely. Nice little present. <laughs> they also saw that the ex-boyfriend had rigged the ceiling vents so that he could look down at Tracy oh, in her bedroom <sighs> from his spot in the attic. <laughs> it's got me flabbergasted, Tracy told the uh, local paper. How can you look at someone through an air vent? <laughs> well, Tracy, trust me, it, it's quite easy. <laughs> now, of all, the, of all the questions this story raises, that wouldn't be at the top of my list. No. Like, how can you see someone through an air vent? Just look right through <laughs> it, it's easy. The subject is still at large. At <laughs> present, anyway. In other news, council ban a tie-wearing duck from collecting for charity. <laughs> A bow-tie-wearing duck has been banned from collecting cash for charity by uh, council officials unless he gets a permit. And how's a duck going to fill in a permit? I don't know. That's just racist. It is, yeah. Ducks don't have thumbs. Fact. The popular bird. <laughs> yes, he's a popular bird. Are there figures to back this up, this assertion? I don't know. We'll just have to take their word from it. The popular bird, Star, regularly dons a red dicky bow and waddles alongside his owner, Barry Heyman, to raise money for sick youngsters. Together, Barry and Star collect on average £200 a day by visiting uh, businesses around Devon and have already raised £6,500 for a local children's hospice. Well, obviously we need to put a stop to this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the duo's fundraising days could be numbered after being told they must apply 28 days in advance for a single day permit, restricting them to collecting just one day a month. <laughs> if I was putting this money into my own pocket, I could understand it, said the duck. <laughs> but it's going to sick children. That's a talking duck. If a permit covered me for a year and I was able to visit a different town each day, that would be fine. But on this basis, I don't think I can carry on. This duck's amazing. It looks pretty <laughs> dapper, dapper yes. with that bow tie yeah. on. I never thought that a duck could look that good in a bow tie, but he pulls it, it off. It works, it works. He's a stylish duck. <laughs> Council officials told Mr Hayward and the duck that members of the public could find his feathered sidekick irritating. So the the wording there suggests that nobody actually has no. found his... Uh, no. But it's possible this that they happen. could find him. Mm. And that is possible. <laughs> Just like the moon could be made of cheese. <laughs> Jesus could be working in Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Local businesses have slammed the decision and are calling for Star to be allowed to collect money as often as possible. He entertains so many people. They crowd around him. He does an amazing job, said Sally Shepherd of uh, a deli. Sally Shepherd. Really, parents? If you've got a kid, don't don't give your kid a, a first name and a second name that begin with the same letter. No, ask him trouble. I mean, I know you can't do anything about the second name, but unless they're going to be a superhero, don't do it. We all feel quite upset because it's such an amazing charity and everyone's in uproar. So this is normal people who are annoyed by the council. The, the council is irritating <laughs> yes, people, much not the bow-tie-wearing bow duck. Yeah. North Devon Council spokesman added, all he's got to do is apply for a street collection permit, which is a fairly simple process. Our policy is to allow one charity collection per day, per parish, so that streets aren't full of people collecting for charity. Well, yeah. And ducks. And ducks. <laughs> I think this bow tie wearing duck should run for the local council. <laughs> yes. Just, just a thought. Just that's, putting it out there. That's the next step. You've got my vote. <laughs> and finally, amaze balls, mummy porn, amongst others, are new words added to uh, 
<laughs> Collins Dictionary. More than 80 words, including Amaze Balls, Mummy Porn, Bridezilla, to name a few, have been added to the Collins Online English Dictionary. <laughs> the Online Dictionary had appealed for members of the public to act as word spotters and suggest new words they came across. Of the thousands of entries, 86 were selected by Collins and now appear in collinsdictionary.com, including, as we said, Amaze Balls. It's just an expression of enthusiastic approval. An unpleasant expression of mm. enthusiastic approval, yes. Mummy porn. And there, there are two words that just shouldn't, just <laughs> shouldn't really, be no. going together, should they? I really? say, I've never heard that before, that phrase. No? Well, I'm glad I haven't heard that phrase That's before. Fifty Shades of Grey, my friend. Oh, is it? That's what that is. Oh, I haven't read it yet. Well, neither have I. Other words added, including bluted, which... That's, that's not a new that's word. That's not a new word. I was looking at this list of 86 words, and a huge number of them are words that you've heard <laughs> for years. I resisted the temptation yes. to blurt them all out. Mm -hmm. Floordrobe. That's just a pile of clothes left on the floor. <laughs> See, that's quite good. I like that. One. I like a portmanteau. <laughs> Fanboy is that's another not one. New, is that's it? not new. <laughs> Collins, really? Come on now. A spokesperson for Collins said, We have been blown away by the. Oh, shut up. <laughs> There's a couple more that I quite like. Bunbury. <laughs> Which is apparently to create a fictitious scenario that provides an excuse for avoiding unwanted engagements. <laughs> a bunbury. Mm, Sounds good. delicious. It does, actually. Yeah. Hangry. <laughs> hangry. Which is irritable as a result of feeling hungry. <laughs> or helicopter parent. Heard of that? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I've heard of that, yeah. It's awful. Mm. A parent who is excessively involved in the life of his or her child. Mm. Bang tidy. Like that That's one. something of exceptionally good quality. Mm. You have been used. Chunkunabe. Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. Well, a particularly chewy selection of news stories. There should be more later on in the show. Now, as mentioned in last week's show, we've been contacted by German listener Arkan Ock, who had a number of different suggestions for potential featured artists and themes. And we're going to play as a little teaser, potentially, to one of these uh, featured artists, a track by, by one of them, which we're new to us at the Moonbase. This is a Brazilian artist who uh, was born, Angelo Apollonio, but uh, he recorded under the name of Poli Eseu Conjunto with Polly often spelt P-O-L-Y as well, which is doubly strange. Very little information seems to be extant about this man, but the reason why Arkan Ock has suggested him as a featured artist is because he, although he was very much pre-chiptune, entirely acoustic, there's a sort of what he describes as a chiptune quality to the arrangements. Proto-chiptune-ish. Yeah, so if, if he had access to 8-bit... Uh, Paleo chip tune. <laughs> Paleo chip tune. That's what we. That's what we have here. So we'll play the, another delightful version of uh, quite a well-known tune. This is uh, Polly Eseo Conjunto with their version of Moliendo Cafe. <laughs> Thank you. 
Endo Cafe from Polly there. Mm. And Polly's pretty jolly. I like that. <laughs> I get the chiptune thing. Yes. It's a sort of acoustic chiptune. Kind of minimal arrangements. Yes, mm. I don't know. Yes, you can imagine he might have made uh, electronic <laughs> chiptune music if he had access to the technology. But if uh, only he had a Sega Mega Drive. <laughs> yes. But that's, uh, that's good, isn't it? It we, is. We definitely must explore more. Oh, we should. Definitely. See, our listeners are a rich... A rich soup. <laughs> You're a, soup. Soup. You're a rich soup. No, rich seam? Rich seam, yeah, perhaps? like a giant super brain full of all kinds of crazy information. <laughs> they are. Please. Please let us know if you have any <laughs> recommendations. Yes. And remember, you can make a recommendation for the 100th show, which is coming up very soon. Now we're going to have a little double bill of brand new music. Steady whoa, yourselves. Whoa, hello. <laughs> this wasn't run past me. But uh, you will be glad to know that both of them sound quite old. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. This first track is by a band we mentioned on last week's show, a band that's been in touch with us via the website using our contact form. It's a, a Duluth based band, Tangier 57. The lineup is worth mentioning. They play kind of exotica, but with a space age twist. They've actually got a really great strap line, which I like because it ties in with our own strap line, which is The Historic Sound of the Future. I haven't done that for a while. I know. <laughs> Their strap line is Yesterday's Music of the Future Now. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday's music of the future, no! <laughs> and the lineup I will mention because it's worth, uh, we have some great band names. Uh, the band is made up of Major Izzy Lessmore, Thurston Howell III, Rain Clave, possibly Rain Clave, Professor Unmarion, Salah Ascot Zanadu, Penne Munde, and Geert Styx van der Wacker. Well, I'm guessing is the percussionist. They have released, I think, a couple of albums. The the track we're going to play comes from an album called It Is People, which you can get from their website. The best way to do that is to go to our website, projectmoonbase.com, and next to this track you will see a buy button, which we would encourage you to use if you wish to own a copy of their album. We're going to play a track called Last Tango in Duluth.
That was the uh, wonderful uh, exotic sounds of a brand new uh, release. That's from a Barcelona-based artist called Akron, which I don't think is actually out yet, but it's called a Voyage of Exploration. The uh, track is called Tricorder, and it's on the Vampy Soul record label. I think it's going to be coming out on vinyl, as well as a download, which is rather nice. And before that, we had Tangier 57 from their album It Is People, exclamation mark, which came out in 2011. The track was Last Tango in Duluth. And apropos of nothing, because we do <laughs> love to salt our shows with useless information, <laughs> Telly Savalas was from Duluth. You know, I went on a spree in 83, skiing in Switzerland, a little golf in Scotland, sailing and fishing off the coast of Mexico, swimming in Hawaii, and on my way to that city by the bay with its restaurants and ambiance, San Francisco, I decided to stop over in Duluth to catch my breath. But you know what? It took my breath away. I could have saved myself a lot of traveling. You know why? Because it's all right here. Duluth. Who loves you, baby? I do. <laughs> Wonderful. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Now, dear listener, it is time for us to ride the sine wave of unnecessary news. Taiwanese earthworms marry to save Earth. <laughs> Taiwanese activists married 70 lucky earthworms in an elaborate wedding ritual in a bid to raise awareness about the environment. The worms arrived at Takang Park in Tainan City in a traditional wedding car draped in a red cloth to uh, tie the knot with the soil of the park, whatever that means. Takang Community Development Officer said, yeah, he's going to, oh right, they're getting married, are they getting married to the earth? This is very confusing. It is a bit confusing, yeah. The ceremony was implemented exactly according to traditional Taiwanese customs, <laughs> said Huang Seinan, the leader of the volunteer group. We want to raise public awareness about the need to protect the land where we live. Soil erosion, which can contribute to uh, landslides during typhoons, is one of Taiwan's main environmental problems. The presence of worms can help soil erosion by improving soil structure. It's not clear whether the activists got married to 70 earthworms. Is that worm polygamy? A polyamorous wiggly worminess? Did they pair them up? Did the worms get married in pairs? I don't know, it doesn't say. How do you sex a worm? Oh. Marrying lucky earthworms in an elaborate wedding ritual. Is that really raising awareness of soil erosion? Or are you just raising awareness that you're a bit mad? I don't know. But anyway, good news. Hmm. Yeah, keep it up. Anything with worms is funny. They must have had little top hats and little veils. <laughs> tiny worm top hats and tiny veils. Do you think they had veils. little wormy bridesmaids as well, holding them? I, I don't know. You see, there's so much... There's so many details. There's so many questions left unanswered. But luckily, this is a lot more straightforward. This next one actually makes a lot more oh, sense. Good. China holds world's first beauty contest for goldfish. <laughs> More than three, yes, more than 3,000 fish from 14 different countries competed in the newly established International Goldfish Championship held in Fuzhou. Breeders battled for a range of different titles, the World Goldfish Queen Crown being the most fiercely contested category. A fish crown, a tiny crown. crown to go on a fish's head. I'd like to see that. How would they put, leave that on? They'd have to super glue it on, wouldn't they? Actually, yeah. Bring the fish out, dry it off a little bit. It's not looking happy because fishes like to be in water. They do. Super glue it, put it on, <laughs> drop it back in. Seems cruel. Well, either that or a chin strap. That's better. That is better, actually. <laughs> what do you mean? The, uh, the fish were judged across 12 categories, including the longest and the heaviest goldfish. We judge goldfish mainly by five criteria. <laughs> Breed, body shape, swimming, gesture, colour, which is very important, and overall impression. 
<laughs> I imagine they must have all scored fairly highly in the swimming round, though. Do you not think? Usually, I would hope. Yeah, oh, that one's floating. It's a handsome fish, but it's it's kind of floating on the surface of the water. So, no. No points for swimming. Yi Quin Chang, a member of the judging panel, explained that about the uh, swimming gestures and overall impression. <laughs> The judge was particularly impressed with a giant 1.75 kilogram or 3 pounds and 5 ounces prized specimen fish competing in the competition. That is a lot of fish. That's a whopper. I've raised goldfish for some 40 or 50 years. Doesn't he know? 40 or 50 years. (laughs) Can you not narrow it down a bit? And it's the first time I've seen such a big creature, said Quing Chang. So there we go. Goldfish breeding is big business in China, said to be worth millions to the economy. Well, that's the saviour of of the world's economic collapse. Are they they good to eat? (laughs) I mean, don't like to bring that up, but nevertheless. In other animal news, a clever cat through the penchant for politics has launched a campaign to run as mayor in the Canadian town of (laughs) Halifax. (laughs) Tuxedo Stan (laughs) is campaigning to improve the welfare of felines in the Halifax municipal region because neglect isn't working, he says. Tuxedo Stan is a cat. (laughs) As the nominated candidate for the Tuxedo Party, Stan (laughs) hopes to raise awareness about the large number of stray cats in the region. The feline hopes his motto, a chicken in every pot sounds familiar <laughs> and a litter box in every house can uh, can help win the support of locals his campaign has even caught the attention of halifax councillor candidate wayne mason who wrote on twitter i'm just glad i'm not running against tuxedo stan he's everywhere these days okay <laughs> thousands present yeah thousands of tuxedo stan fans have registered their support for the black and white kitty currently featured on a poster campaigning across halifax and on his official facebook page i feel very fortunate to live in catopia he is quoted as saying <laughs> On the social networking site. (laughs) I've never known hunger, cold or abuse. I sleep in a warm, cosy bed every night. I get to play in a safe fenced yard every day. (laughs) Unfortunately, there are cats all over the world who aren't so lucky. (laughs) You can help by donating money to our local rescue group. These are all quotes from Tuxedo Stan. (laughs) Although municipal law bans animals from holding office... Really? It hasn't stopped Stan in his mission to improve animal welfare and become the unofficial mascot of Halifax. He follows in the poor steps of Stubbs the Cat, who celebrated his 15th year as the honorary mayor of an Alaskan town, Torquina. The feline is one of the longest-serving mayors in America, with a huge popularity worldwide, helping boost tourism in the area. And uh, th- that reminds me of our Project Moonbase campaign to replace all our glorious leaders with various animals <laughs> and uh, i think the bow tie wearing duck should yes. probably run for mayor of london <laughs> there's a similarity there isn't it between that duck and boris johnson <laughs> there is and i think the duck wins i think the duck probably does yeah. you have been used Banzuki guy. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Canyon. Thank you, sir. For an extremely zoological segment of Unnecessary it w- News. It was, wasn't it? I'm sorry about <laughs> I that. I like that. It was good. Maybe we need to have our politics. own animal corner. A little bit of politics as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's good to mix the two. Cat running for mayor. <laughs> Ducks versus the local council. Yeah. <laughs> Fighting for their rights. That's right. Oh, heartwarming stuff. <laughs> 
Now it's time for Show Favourite Caravan, a track we try to feature in as many shows as we can. We have played uh, vocal versions of Caravan before. Of course, Caravan does have lyrics to it, so it's not too surprising we've played vocal versions, but uh, this is a fairly unique vocal version. The vocals provided in this case by Lambert, Hendricks and Ross, who were famous for doing vocalese versions of jazz standards. In other words, essentially improvising their own made-up lyrics to songs as they sang them. The other thing that they were famous for is wordless vocals as well, entirely without, without any lyrics at all. So speaking in Tons. Yes. <laughs> like uh, various religious groups. In a jazz style. Mm. <laughs> they're channeling jazz god. They are That's what it is. They're channeling jazz god. This version of Caravan features them doing all three different types of vocals. So we have the actual lyrics to Caravan, we have a bit of strange wordless vocal workout, and we have some vocalese where they entirely make up their own lyrics and as well. Uh, this is all accompanied by wonderfully named Gildo Mahoney's trio. <laughs> Apparently, I've never heard of Gilda Mahoney, but apparently he was a New York jazz pianist. Just so you know. You can get this on Imagine Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of just kind of trying to imagine what mm, jazz is. Exactly might. how many kinds of jazz are on this. <laughs> kinds of jazz. Oh, 75 powerful sounds of jazz. There are. 70, 75. 75. We're just going to hear the one now. This is uh, Lambert Hendricks and Ross and the Gildo Mahoney's trio with a version of Caravan.
There's almost a touch of the Tony Bennett there. <laughs> there was, actually, yeah. In that lyric. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, no. Very, very classy. They really piled it all on there, didn't they? <laughs> what that's like is one of those American sandwiches. Where in, <laughs> yeah. in, in England, they only have a slice of ham. In America, it's kind of just a pile. Too big to actually get in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two feet of sandwich. And that's a little bit what that was like. It's a good strap line for the song, actually. Gildo Mahoney's two feet of sandwich. <laughs> the way it's written, it looks like it could be Gildo Mahoney's. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was referring to. <laughs> went a little bit street then. You did, did you very that? good, yes. I um, like it. I'm trying to connect with our younger yeah. listeners. Shouting out <laughs> Those to my, my young people. Under 40. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to go too young. <laughs> no. <laughs> Welcome indeed. Uh, it's that part of the show where we uh, thank warmly and affectionately our listeners, loyal listeners, who are spreading the good word of Project Moonbase. The good news. The good news. And bringing on new acolytes. We've got nearly 500 fans on Twitter, which is great. Um, and these are real people. These are apparently real people. Mostly Down with eggs. Down with eggs, yes. Um, on Twitter, then, to start with, we have had quite a lot of activity there. Um, Kate Monkey says that she's listening to the all-pirate edition, PMB95. Oh, man, I might just have found heaven in a podcast. <laughs> I was clearly a pirate fan, which is good to know. Yeah. I think I think we actually managed to get that out slightly. We didn't really think that went through. I think "Speak Like a Pirate Day" just happened recently, and we didn't. But it's there. It's there for posterity. So if you have, you know, every year we can uh, you can listen into that show and speak like a pirate at the same time. It's good. Yeah, maybe we should have done it in. You know, maybe we should have been pirates all the way through it. Do you think that Possibly. might have got a bit old? Well, well, apparently, listener Squig was telling me that um, she was worried. She started listening to that show, and when she heard the accents, she almost turned off. You hate my accents, don't you? Arr, that's just for you. I was suggesting to her that we could do a Scottish pirate edition of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm demurring from that. He's trying to work out how he might don't do that. Try, the cogs, arr, the <laughs> cogs are the turning. It's harder than you'd think. <laughs> Who else can we try and work that out? <laughs> Johan van der Knijf is attempting was attempting to write code while listening to the pirate special and says it was a bit challenging <laughs> to do both at once. Well, you're supposed to be concentrating when you're you listening are. to Project Moonbase. That's true, or at least ironing. Yeah, or, or soaking yourself <laughs> with uh, in a in a hot boat yeah. bath or something. I'm glad to say we are getting a few requests in for PMB 100. That's some um, indefinite time period <laughs> in the future it's um, coming if you want to get to suggestions to us you should get them to us by the end of September 2012 and we shall endeavour to incorporate as many of those requests and contributions as we can thanks to uh, Psyops I guess that's how you pronounce his entirely uh, hieroglyphs as far as I can see his name on Twitter for follow Friday us along with a bunch of other musical types apparently music for people with a soul yes that's good yes we do a reach out to those with souls <laughs> Solus Party was thank was thanking us for cottoning on to the work of Concretism, who apparently has also featured in one of Solus Party's own mixes on Mixcloud. It's good to know. And on, in fact, on while I'm mentioning Mixcloud, thank you very much to uh, Nick Sputnik, who uh, posted a comment on our edition ninety six, which is our Neil Armstrong celebration, by saying, "You guys crack me up." Mm. Well, that's good. Oh, good. Hopefully, we can you can put yourself back together again. <laughs> after yeah, see, some show. people like our accents and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, uh, I've got a million of them. <laughs> Uh, Souls Party also thanks us for uh, bringing his attention to Chrome Canyon. And this, as you pointed out, this is kind of the, sound, the sound of the future, or the future, how is the future supposed to sound? A glorious piece of uh, work there from that new uh, Brooklyn based electronica musician, as does Concretism. Concretism also keen on that uh, Chrome Canyon track as well. 
Sarah Anglis, who's been rather busy recently, says only just catching up with uh, some recent editions of the show, has got round to listening to the Como Carousel as she as she echoes before it was ruined by restoration. True. <laughs> very, very true. Very indeed. Thank, true indeed. Thank goodness we've got that uh, tape. <laughs> yes. If you if you know of, of a clapped out uh, carousel organ, yeah, don't rest- restore <laughs> it. Restore it. Make sure you get a recording of it and send it to us immediately. Another way in which you can make suggestions to us, not just about uh, PMB 100, but about anything really, is to go to uh, facebook.com slash projectmoonbase, which is where we have our page. And we're always looking for a theme, yes, suggestions for themes, absolutely. or any suggestions for, mm-hmm. for new music as yes. all, are always gratefully received. You can post, uh, post messages on our wall there, or send us a message that way as well. Especially if you're an artist, mm. an artiste, famous or otherwise. So I've just mentioned we have a, a building up, very slowly building up a following on uh, Mixcloud. We have about 40-odd followers there now. But, so if you want to, if you prefer to listen to the show that way, we are try, I haven't got them all up yet, but we're trying to get as many shows up there as we possibly can. All the recent shows are certainly up there and some of our very early shows as well, just so you can compare and contrast. So it would help us out if you could uh, follow us and uh, like any shows you like on Mixcloud. That would be much appreciated. And we're we're everywhere. We're also on This Is My Jam, and uh, the the jam at the time of posting is the I Can't Forget the Sea, David Minnick remix of Snoop Doggy Dog. We have a link to it on the, on the Pirate Show if you want to find out more about David Minnick. If you have your own podcast or radio show that you think is, should we say, like a Venn diagram and may overlap <laughs> with Project Moonbase or, or be complementary to, yes. to, to Moonbeams, then... Uh, you know, get in touch, and maybe, maybe you, maybe we can promote you, and you can promote us. We can share the love. Yeah. Um, thanks to Arkan Ock, our new German uh, listener correspondent, for uh, sending us lots of uh, music, which is great. Uh, we'll we'll definitely feature that on future shows. We've also heard from uh, an Edinburgh musician called Big Nonioides. <laughs> That's not very otherwise easy to say. <laughs> otherwise known as Topher Brown who's been making some rather nice music, which, again, we will feature on uh, on future shows. So thanks for getting in touch uh, through the email. Thanks to Phil Grove also for using the form. We have a contact form on the website you can use to get in touch with us from all the way from Sydney, Australia, uh, who said it's podtastic. And uh, he's uh, reminding us of uh, the the great Jim Backus, otherwise known, of course, uh. of Mr. Magoo, doing a version of Delicious. Oh. A hit single, apparently. We'll, we'll need to look into that. Hello. <laughs> uh, I think we need to play that on the show, perhaps. Mm. If you do follow us on iTunes, we'd really uh, appreciate it if you could rate and review the show. That really helps uh, bump us up and gets the word out to the masses. <laughs> or at least slightly more people than are listening now. <laughs> Which always helps. This has been the Project Bombay's Multimedia Bishop. Returning you to the present. Beep, beep, beep. We have uh, one remaining track for you, which is, we mentioned at the top of the show what this was going to be. The combined talents of Tim Love Lee, Jack Danger's Cy Begg, and Tara Bush, working together as the Test Signals Orchestra. I didn't mention at the start of the show what this EP is all about. It's marking the 50th anniversary of the first BBC FM transmission. Uh, they thought they would celebrate this by doing a little EP around Test Signals. And uh, they've got, the, the most of the tracks are just one minute long, but this is a bit of more of a sumptuous arrangement, and with them all working together, called Quad Output Singularity. I have been... DJ Bongo Boy. Hope you've enjoyed uh, this week's trip to the upper reaches of the audible range of the electromagnetic spectrum. I have been MC Zirconium and I hope you enjoyed smelling these signals. <laughs> Lovely. Until next week, dear listener.
Next week on Project Moonbase, the entirely non-Scottish Space Nougat.